and happy July, specifically happy 4th of July if you're listening to this on the actual day that it airs. Before we get into this week's topic of what to do if you're tired of making decisions, we've got our Hustle Sanely News segment on deck. It's a short segment that we do the first episode of every new month where I just quickly fill you in on everything that is going on in the Hustle Sanely community for the month. So grab your peacefully productive planner and get ready to pop these dates right on in there. So the first piece of Hustle Sanely news that I am so freaking excited to talk about has to do with the BFF membership. It is that time, y'all. The Hustle Sanely BFF membership is open for quarter three, literally right now. Right now, when you are listening to this, you can go sign up and become a Hustle Sanely BFF. Um, But we are open for quarter three to welcome in new members until July 8th. And this is actually, in my opinion, the juiciest quarter of the year to be in the membership for two reasons. And I'm going to tell you both of those reasons right now. Reason number one, why if you're thinking about becoming a Hustle Sanely BFF, this is the quarter to join us. We have an in-person meetup happening this quarter. I am so excited. In July, like really soon, we're doing a fun little in real life BFF hang in Tampa. And I can't wait to hug some of the Hustle Sanely BFFs. It's a casual coffee date. So just so we can like get together and see some of our online besties face to face after doing life together online for the last two and a half years, because that's how long the BFF membership has been around. So we have that coming up, our first official like in-person hangout. And then the second reason why quarter three is really, really amazing in the BFF membership Hustle Sanely BFFs get early access to the 2024 Hustle Sanely product collection. This is not a drill. Like this is a big deal in the BFF world. Every year, the Hustle Sanely BFFs get to shop for their 2024 planners and journals before the rest of the world does. Now, our planners and journals, they are in limited supply every year. We usually sell out by January or February, but the BFFs never have to worry about not getting a peacefully productive planner or a peacefully productive journal because they get to shop ahead of time. You know what I mean? Like, if you're like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to be a BFF or not, that's a reason enough to become a BFF is that you get your planner and journal before anybody else. So those are the two reasons why quarter three is the best quarter in the BFF membership. Um, But I want to talk about what's going on otherwise in the BFF community during quarter three. So our topic is project management, how to create action plans for big goals and projects and still live your life, aka hustle saintly. You know what I mean? Um, On top of that, we we are doing a book club Zoom. So I am giving you three book recommendations that go along with the topic. Um, and like I said, we're going to come together on Zoom and just kind of share our main takeaways from what we chose to read of the three recommendations. There are four coaching sessions scheduled. We have three Zoom hangouts planned, one for each month. We have a workbook. So every quarter in the BFF membership, you get a downloadable workbook. They are stunning. My designer makes them and they are seriously so beautiful. Um, Not only are they beautiful, they are applicable and they're just so useful for the coaching sessions. Um, It breaks down our topic in detail. Like that's how we spend the first month of the quarter. 
just really diving deep into the topic, which again is project management this time around. And then in the second month of the quarter, I give you exercises that are in the workbook so that you can apply what you're learning. So the workbook is incredible. And then we also have, this is kind of a newer thing that we started doing this year, a quarterly accountability challenge. So during the third month of the quarter, we do a three to five day accountability challenge where we vote on a focus. So like last quarter, we did a five-day journaling challenge. Um, And we just vote on something that is going to help us build healthy habits and routines into our lives. And then my probably favorite part, we have bi-weekly productivity power hours on Zoom. So it's where we come together for co-working sessions on Zoom. So they're really great for getting things done that you need to get done, staying focused, and like having that accountability. They, like I said, are my favorite things in the BFF membership. I look forward to them every other week so much and I always get so much done during them. But if you're tired of doing life alone and you're looking for a community of women to learn and grow with as you create and live out your most peacefully productive life, then you 100% need to become a Hustle Sanely BFF. Like we would love to have you. Like I said earlier, you have until July 8th to get inside of the membership. After that, the doors are going to be closed until October. I show up inside the BFF community five days a week and I am constantly blown away by how inclusive, encouraging, and compassionate the women in there are. I am not kidding. I say this on Instagram and I mean it with every fiber in my being, every fiber in or of my being. I don't know. You guys what I'm trying to say. I really, really mean it, that it's the best community on the internet. So come join me and over 350 of your new besties. You can head to jesscamassi.com slash BFF to join. Like I said, you don't even have to sign up for the wait list. The doors are open right now, like right now. Okay. Second piece of Hustle Sainly news that I want to talk about, the 2024 paper product collection details. So planner season is creeping up closer and closer, and I am ready finally ready to give you the dates of when you can expect to snag your 2024 Peacefully Productive Planner. If you are a Hustle Stanley BFF, you will have early access, like I mentioned, to the collection, and you are going to be able to shop from September 14th through the 18th. If you're on the wait list, you will be able to shop before the rest of the public on September 19th. So make sure you sign up for the wait list at jessicamassi.com slash 2024. You just pop your name and email there and you will get an email when it's time for you to shop. Um, Because I have a feeling that these new planners are going to fly off the shelves because they're stunning. Like, obviously, I think that because I created them, but the new covers... I drool over them every time I walk in my office and see it sitting on my desk. Like they are so beautiful, you guys. Um, So you definitely want to make sure you get on that wait list so that you get that wait list exclusive shopping day. I'm going to be upfront with you guys. The day that I'm recording this, it's actually June 21st. There are over 2,000 people on the wait list already for these planners. So I'm serious. Go sign up for the wait list if you for sure want to get your hands on a 2024 planner. Again, it's just jessicamassi.com slash 2024. And then after that, shopping will be available to the general public. So people who are not BFFs, who are not on the wait list on September 21st. So as September gets a little bit closer, I'll be sharing more info on the launch. So make sure that you're on the Hustle Sanely email list so you don't miss a thing. And then the third and final piece of Hustle Sanely news that 
I have for you this month. Save the dates, okay? Because my favorite course, the Hustle Sanely Kickstart course, will be on sale from July 26th through July 29th. I'll share more details later this month, but I just wanted to put this on your radar now so you can start planning for it if it's something that you're interested in. So the Hustle Sanely Kickstart course is my signature course where I walk you through the five keys to hustling sanely so you can release overwhelm and design your version of a peacefully productive life. Again, more details on the sale will follow as we get closer to it, Um, but mark the dates July 26th through the 29th. There will be a sale on my favorite course, the Hustle Sanely Kickstart course. Okay, let's get into today's topic. I want you to tell me if you can relate, okay? My actual dream date is anything (laughs) that I just have to show up for because by the time I am done working as a business owner and momming, the last thing that I want to have to do is make more decisions. Like imagine your partner telling you that an outfit is laid out for you on the bed and to be ready to go by 5 p.m. because that's when the sitter will be there. Y'all get in the car and you, uh, he, he takes you to a new restaurant. You show up and the drinks are waiting at the table, appetizers, they arrive soon after. You don't even have to order your own meal because your partner took care of all the decisions ahead of time. Like, yes, please sign me up. Not having to use my brain to make any decisions. Yes, like truly, that is my idea of a perfect date. Real talk, sometimes when Adam so sweetly asks me what I want for dinner, because he does the cooking in our home. If you don't know, I do not cook. I make avocado toast, if that counts. Um, But sometimes when he asks me what I want for dinner, I feel like my brain is going to combust and I want to cry over having to make another decision, even though I'm obviously grateful that he's cooking for us and it's not even that big of a deal of a decision to make. I know that some of you guys can relate to me because I've had a conversation with you on Instagram. You guys are the reason that I made this episode. Um, This was a requested topic, like how can I stop being so stressed out over every decision that I have to make? Um, And this this is real. So this is called decision fatigue. Like it's an actual real thing. I am a stats girly, so I'm going to hit you with some facts really quick. I read an article from the American Medical Association on decision fatigue, and here are some things that I want to share from it. So this These next couple of thoughts, they're not mine. They're from the article. Decision fatigue is the idea that after making many decisions, your ability to make more and more decisions over the course of a day becomes worse. Um, So the more decisions that you have to make, the more fatigue you develop and the more difficult it can become to make decisions, even if they're small, easier decisions. So every day, just in our personal lives, we are making a ton of decisions. And a lot of these decisions you are not consciously making. Um, So for example, you open the refrigerator door and sometimes the only thing that's in there is a bagel. So that's a pretty easy decision, right? Like you don't have to think because there aren't any options. But if there's a lot of different things in terms of what do I eat? What do I wear? What do I do with my day, especially on a day off? Those kinds of decisions can start to create stress. Um, And the doctor who wrote this article noted that by the time the average person goes to bed, they've made over 30 5,000 decisions. And all of those decisions take time and energy and it can certainly deplete us. 35,000 decisions a day. Like, are you joking? And I bet the number is higher for moms and business owners. I really do believe that. Um, But okay, does anybody else just feel very seen right now? Like, 
yes, decision fatigue is real. Do not feel like you are the only one out there struggling to make decisions, okay? I feel like since having Everly back in December, I find myself struggling with decision fatigue even more than I did pre-mom life. But don't get me wrong. I still had it sometimes before becoming a mom too. I think pretty much everyone deals with decision fatigue from time to time. But like I said, it's really ramped up for me since entering into motherhood. So that being said, I've taken more steps to do something about it since it's affecting me more these days. So that stat that I read earlier that said that we make around 35,000 decisions a day, like I read that like 12 times. I was like, wait, is that a typo? Is it 3,500? Is that what it's supposed to say? And so I was like looking up other articles. No, 35,000. Like no wonder we're mentally tapped out by dinner time. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, I have come up with three tips that I use in my life to help lessen the heaviness of decision fatigue. So I'm going to share them with you so you can start implementing them in your own life. Now, notice that I didn't say that these tips make decision fatigue disappear because I don't know how to make that happen. But you shoot me an email if you have figured that out, okay? But these three tips, they really do help me to not feel as stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed by decision making as that happens in like the later parts of my day. Um, So they are helpful. Like I said, they're not going to completely diminish decision fatigue, but they do like lessen the blow a little bit, if you will. So tip one is streamline your decision making using habits and routines. You're probably not shocked to hear me say that, right? Like what can I say? I'm a productivity coach. I'm a big fan of habits and routines. But for real, streamlining is so clutch when it comes to decision making. One of the definitions of streamlining is design or provide with a form that presents very little resistance to a flow, increasing speed and ease of movement. So streamlining doesn't make decisions go away. It just makes the process of making the decisions easier, right? So some examples of decisions that you can streamline, outfits. So right away, I think about Steve Jobs, you know, like the founder of Apple. Um, He was known when he was alive for wearing the same thing every day, jeans, a black turtleneck, and New Balance sneakers. He never had to spend precious brain power deciding what he was going to wear, like ever. And I don't know about you, but I have wasted more brain power than I care to admit on that very thing. Like standing in my closet, just like, okay, what now? (laughs) But honestly, I don't want to wear the same thing every day because that just sounds super boring. So what I've done is I've pared down my closet to things that I actually like and wear. It makes getting ready so much easier to know that everything in your closet fits and you actually like it. Like you like how you feel in it. You like how you look in it, like all of that stuff. I got rid of a ton of clothes after having Everly because I realized that I was holding onto a lot of stuff and I'm putting this in air quotes just in case. I ever needed it again, but that I actually hadn't worn in years, like multiple with an S, years, years. Like it's just sitting in my closet. Now, I've been working to curate my closet in a way that really excites me so that when I walk in, it feels like a store that was made for me, my style, and my body. I don't know. Maybe it sounds weird to some people, but it makes sense in my mind. So I spend maybe 30 seconds a day picking out my outfit because of this. 
okay, I'll be honest. Like if we're if we're I'm like prepping for an actual like event, like we're going to like a wedding or like a fancy date night or something. It takes me longer to like figure out what's going on in there. But like day to day life, like I spend like 30 seconds a day picking out my outfit. Um, I would rather have a more sparse closet. Not that I have a sparse closet by any means, but I would rather have fewer clothes that I actually enjoy wearing than a closet bursting at the seams with things that I hate wearing. You know what I mean? Like it's just clutter. It just gets in the way. Um, I do kind of employ Steve Jobs tactic for getting ready for the gym. I only wear all black to my workout classes because I hate having to figure out what to wear to the gym and having to think about this question, will this show all of my sweat? (laughs) That is real because I'm a very sweaty human. Love that I'm sharing that with you here on the podcast. Um, But I just, I get very self-conscious about my sweat, like showing through on like, you know, pastel colored workout outfits or something like that. So I just stick to all black because I know that it works for me. I don't have to use my brain when I'm getting ready for the gym. Like it just makes things very, very easy, right? I just grab a black top and a black bottom or a black matching set. If I have one, like I have a couple of those, like, and we're good to go. And then I saw an article in Vanity Fair that had an interview with Obama and he puts it really well. This is what he said in his interview. You'll see, I only wear gray or blue suits. Obama said, I'm trying to pare down decisions. I don't want to make decisions about what I'm eating or what I'm wearing because I have too many other decisions to make. I'm with you, Obama. I'm with you. (laughs) So that is one type of decision that you can streamline is your clothes. Another one is your meals. And... uh that one, I feel like there are just different ways to streamline what you eat. You can do, do meal planning or you can use a meal prep service. Those are two ideas. Now, I like to have my favorite go-tos for each meal so that the size of the decision that I have to make is less vast, if that makes sense. So in this season for breakfast, I either have a protein bar, avocado toast with an egg or like an egg scramble. For lunch, I either order a salad. Shout out to Sweetgreen. I am obsessed with that place. Um, I either order from there, make a sandwich or have dinner leftovers. And then Adam plans our dinners, but we have a collection of like five to seven ish recipes that we just kind of like rotate between. So like chickpea pasta, chicken and veggies, fajitas, tacos, like those kinds of meals. Like we just kind of like rotate through stuff. Um, I am definitely not a meal planning or meal prep expert, but figure out a way that at least helps you to minimize the size and the amount of meal-related decisions that you have to make each day to help with that decision fatigue. Because we have to eat three times a day at least, right? Um, So if you have a way to kind of help you streamline those decisions, I feel like it's going to just lessen the amount of decision fatigue that you get in regards to eating. The third category of things that you can streamline to help with decision fatigue is, this one's my favorite, your schedule. Now, this one is huge. Seriously, I cannot even imagine waking up and just winging it every day. Like the very thought of that exhausts me and gives me anxiety. I've designed my daily schedule and weekly routines to help me be able to show up and get done what needs to be done without having to figure out how it's all going to happen. I rarely have to make decisions about what's next or where's this going to fit into my schedule because I have daily and weekly outlines created to help me strategically fit everything in that matters. Now, if you don't have a daily schedule and weekly routines to support your current season, please, please, please prioritize creating them 
because they will lessen your decision fatigue so much. If you need help with making these, I have a whole course, the Peacefully Productive Schedule course that walks you through like basically my whole entire productivity and planning system for my own life. Um, like that's literally what the whole course is about. So go check it out. But these three things that you can streamline might not feel very significant, but think about how many times a day we change clothes, how many times a day we eat, how many times a day we move from task to task a lot, right? Especially collectively, all those things together. By streamlining decisions surrounding your outfits, meals, and schedule, you're saving a lot of brain power every day. So that is tip one. Tip number two to help with decision fatigue, make more important decisions in the mornings when your brain is fresh. Now that sounds obvious when you hear somebody say it, right? Like, of course, we want to make our most important decisions when we have the most brain power. But are you actually doing that though? I will say like I'm going to give myself some kudos. I'm really good about this. I know that my brain feels like a bowl of mashed potatoes by 5 p.m., sometimes 4 p.m., sometimes 3 p.m. So I try not to make any big decisions after like three or four. I will straight up tell someone I will follow up with you about that tomorrow morning when my brain is fresh and I can make a better decision. We love a good boundary around here. You know what I'm saying? Too often I felt pressure to make a decision in the heat of the moment and then I regret it the next day because because I was mentally exhausted when I made the decision and I realized that it wasn't really the best decision that I could have made. I make better quality decisions earlier on in the day. So it makes sense to make my weightier decisions in the morning whenever that's possible. Now, I try my best to save decisions like booking trips, big work projects and committing to like helping someone with something for the morning time so that I'm making the most rational decision possible. So that's tip number two. And again, I know that one sounds obvious, but really reflect and check in and see if you're actually putting it into practice. You know what I mean? So then tip number three, the last one that I'm going to share with you guys today to help with decision fatigue fun fact, this one is my favorite, and it is use the magic question to help you make decisions. Now, this is one that I made up, so I'm going to have to explain it a little bit, but the magic question that I'm talking about here is this. How would the healthiest version of me respond? That is the question that I've been using for the last few months to help me navigate decision fatigue when I need to make a decision and my energy is low. I pause, I ask the question, and it helps me to just kind of recenter and Instead of making a decision that I don't really align with or avoid making a decision altogether, you know what I'm talking about. But an important key here is being in touch with or aware of that healthiest version of yourself. Part of getting clear on my vision, which is key too to Hustling Sanely, if you didn't know, is knowing who I want to be and how I want to show up for my life. I stay in touch with the healthiest version of myself by consciously embodying her as often as possible. My favorite ways to do this are in the mornings when I'm praying and journaling. Now, I imagine the healthiest version of me as if I'm watching a movie of her in my mind. Now, I know that sounds a little bit woo, but it's not, okay? It's literally just picturing yourself showing up for your life how you desire to. Like, it's that simple. When I picture the healthiest version of myself, I imagine her waking up and doing her morning routine. I imagine her choosing foods that nourish her and give her energy. I imagine her moving her body in ways that make her feel strong and healthy. I am 
imagine her using products that are good for her body and her home. I imagine her speaking with love and kindness to her family. I imagine her being poised and patient. I imagine her being confident with work, the work that she creates. I imagine her being present with her family in the evenings. I imagine her reading instead of scrolling before bed. See what I mean? Like it's not weird. It's just intentionally thinking about the healthiest version of you. Now, I use this magic question to help me make big decisions and seemingly smaller decisions too. But let me just give you like a little sidebar. The small decisions are big decisions. I'm just saying that's a whole nother episode. But some examples of when I have used this question in my real life, deciding whether or not to scroll on my phone past 9 p.m., deciding whether I should have another coffee or make a matcha instead, because I know that caffeine ramps up my anxiety, deciding how long I want to go on a work trip, deciding what I want for dinner. So using the question, how would the healthiest version of me respond, doesn't make decision making go away, but it helps you to pause and make more intentional decisions. You know what I'm saying? And that is it. That is what I've got for y'all today. My tried and true tips for helping curb decision fatigue. So to recap the three tips, tip number one, streamline your decision making using habits and routines. Tip number two, make more important decisions in the mornings when your brain is fresh. And tip number three, my personal favorite, use the magic question, how would the healthiest version of me respond to help you make decisions when you feel like your energy is low. Let me know over on Instagram stories which of these three tips you're going to try out first. Like I said, my favorite is using the magic question because it really does help ground me and keeps my decision making as intentional as possible, even when I'm mentally exhausted. But I love you so much. Thank you for listening. I will talk to y'all next week and I hope you have the best day ever. I so appreciate you hope that it blessed you right where you're at. If you did enjoy it, take a screenshot of the 